0: Watching EXPN the experience. With a smashing show of force, Hero Rag team the Transient Exiles, in their most recent quest, show that sometimes the fastest way to take down a hideout full of assassins is to simply demolish the building they reside in.
1: Hooray! Strength wins again. The gods of gain smile on us this day. Praise be for this flexi offering.
0: Yes, but a shame none of their team is composed of machine parts.
1: Why'd that be, man?
0: Well, you know. If you're going to smash things to rubble. A machine is simply better than mortal muscle.
1: <laughs> Hold up. Are you seriously going to sit there and tell me that you think a bunch of wires and gizmos are superior to the beef granted to us by the gods? <laughs> I think your human ship needs to be rebooted, buddy, because these are pity chuckles.
0: I'm not trying to start a debate here,
1: Sarge. But let's not pretend fleshy mortals
0: have any chance of competing in a show of force with creatures crafted of servos, pistons, and powered by ancient magics. Why, I am but a humble teller of tales, and even my mechanical frame can lift up to 120,000 pounds. When it
1: comes to deadlifting, a human can't compete with a (laughs) forklift. More like a dorklift. Your strength has limits, man. Machines can't move more than they were designed to, and they can't get better without installing an upgrade. My strength, for example, has the potential to grow each and every day. And you know I'm always passing my limit at the Iron Church. Call now and your membership will include free blessings with every set of contrition.
0: Sarge, as far as humans go, you are among the buffest and strongest. I have no doubt of this. But this really isn't comparable.
1: I think you underestimate the power of the Iron Church and the impossible gains you can conquer with faith.
0: Look, I know the fans love it when we butt heads. But this is just silly. I am without
1: any question much
0: stronger than you, my dear friend.
1: Don't write squats your metal glutes can't cash, my friend. We'll settle this by way of the oldest profession.
0: Prostitution?
1: Arm wrestling. Put it up, big man. (sighs) This is
0: ludicrous. Can we just get this over with and carry on with the report? I don't know. Can
1: you get over this? Come on, tough guy. Three, two, one, go. Now, hang on a minute. What's the matter? Can't move my arm? Looks like someone's all shouting no stout. Well, I don't see you making any progress either.
0: Hmm. I'll admit I'm genuinely confounded. But I also fear this may take a while. I
1: think you're right. It would just have to support while we report. We'll be right back after these advertisements.
3: At
4: least got to be around here somewhere. Where the hell does Gaspar's wing have so many fucking curtains in it? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh! Damn it. <laughs> All right, well, not here. Wuxia opens up the door to Gaspar's wing, into the main hall with a giant kitchen at the far end.
3: He points at Iavos and says, Got ya! I'm not playing, Wuxia. I'm making lunch. You were, you were there. You, you nodded your head. Were you falling asleep? I nod my head at many things you say. <laughs> you see Nelly? I mean, you got me. Great job, big guy. <laughs> I'm so good at this game. Also, if I had, I wouldn't tell you. That's not fair. It's T te- it you're right. Wish I
4: bounds
5: off into the sort of front garden area. As you enter the garden, I want you to go ahead and roll me a perception check. You fucking got it. I got a crit. <laughs> Where is Penny hiding? Uh, the library. Uh, I got a crit for stealth.
4: If I'm playing, there <laughs> of course you you're do.
5: playing. <laughs> Thinking quickly
4: and knowing how tricky Nelly can be, Wuxia is struck with inspiration and runs off toward our new library. Peering through one of the windows,
6: where's Nelly? Peering through the windows with your amazing perception check, you. Don't see her at first, but then you manage to spot a bushy tail on top of a bookcase, just slightly wagging.
4: Wooshaw looks up and angles his body down to see all of Nelly, and he presses his big mossy face against the window and says,
7: Not fair! We said it was off-limits! I'm not allowed to go in there!
8: (laughs) As the veins of your neck are bulging, screaming through the glass, a... Thin blade will tickle it. No. (laughs) Uh, A thin blade appears at your neck. I've been following you this whole time.
4: (laughs) Wordlessly, in reaction, Wusha wets your pants.
6: (laughs) Nellie runs her fingers through her hair as she approaches you, stepping through the the main doorway of the library. Well, (laughs) I... Last time you took so long to find me, this time I thought I'd read a book.
8: And I only got through five chapters. Well, this settles it. I am the Scry and sneak champion. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, everyone. Lunch is almost ready and our new manager will be here soon. Why don't you go wash up and I'll meet you at the table. Understanding wash up, Wuxia is going to
4: run, dive into the lap pool and swim toward the house. Perfect.
3: What are you having for lunch? Uh, I cut the crust off of Wusha's peanut butter and jellyfish sandwich. (laughs) Mm, (laughs) And the rest of us
5: are having crostinis. That's fair. (laughs) You sit and eat and share some time in the space that is slowly becoming home. When you hear the knock at the door, you all anticipate it. Who's the first to open it?
6: Me. (laughs) I'll get there before any of you. Up like a start, and three leaps later, she is at the door. You swing the door wide, and the
5: woman in front of
6: you is gorgeous.
5: Every single inch of her skin is pearlescent. Her eyes are like fractal diamonds, and her hair, which seems to grow vertically from scalp to the back of the neck, is done up in a large, luxurious mohawk. All of the angles and everything cut similar to like a snowflake. Oh, You have the prettiest eyes. Um, Her dress is like falling crystals. It looks lavish and excessive. And she looks at you and says, Oh my God, you're just the sweetest thing in the entire world. Give me a hug. (laughs) Gladly. She throws her arms around you and gives you a nice tight squeeze. Okay. So, (laughs) first of all, I'm going to introduce myself. (laughs) I'm a Neon Diameter. Uh, Well, let's say, presumed winner of the uh, Miss Zenith pageant. And I'm your new manager. Hi, long diameter. (laughs) (laughs) A Neon, please. Neon? A Neon. A A Neon Diameter. A Neon Diameter. A Neon Diameter. I think I got that. Thank you. Great
3: so welcome to our home can i interest you in some tea and crostini
5: no i ate like yesterday so i'm good oh dear <laughs> jellyfish is fresh gross no it isn't <laughs> <laughs> so okay uh i was up until recently the uh personal assistant to one of Sisavinculum. i call her auntie and she hates it um and now i'm your manager That's so funny. I call Gaspar auntie and he hates it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I love that. Can I call you auntie?
8: I don't see how the name fits at all, but (laughs) sure.
5: So we have to cover some basics. So as you know, you guys, um, you didn't do so good for a
8: while there, right? I'm pretty sure we're all aware of that. There were extenuating circumstances.
5: I'm sure there were. There always are, aren't there? Okay, so no, most importantly, we need to cover the fact that uh you totally freaking bombed it. Uh so but we'll go in order. We'll go in order of time, because that's the most important part. We're gonna start with your quest in Mystery Abbas's dream. Remember that one? I'm sure you do. <sighs> Can't forget it. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, let's see here. Just want to make sure I got it all right. Oh god, there's so much paperwork here. I don't even need this anymore. All right, so. Oh, oh, boy, here we go. Setting that up. First of all, teamwork was pretty okay. Hal went down in the boss fight, which sucks. But you made it through, and everybody was all right for the most part. I mean, kind of. You did lose you, points to Penny. I don't remember that one. I'm sure you don't. Um, but anyway, that's not even important. Ingenuity 5, you're all really clever and really creative. And you had your little, like, wordplay things. So I think that was absolutely fantastic. Your Valor was great. Nobody hesitated. I mean, you didn't really have a chance to hesitate, but whatever. These are the scores. Uh, and then you have a discipline of four, because I wish I was super reckless in the boss fight and just ran ahead without thinking straight, which like is super dumb. Don't do that, right? Uh, ain't that my job? No, you're a range fighter. What's wrong with you? I mean, even I know that, and I don't even fight. I see myself as a little more flexible. Oh, sure. Everybody thinks they're flexible until the serious moments come. <laughs> anyway, in total, that means you got a 4.5. That sounds great, right? Wrong. Actually, you get a penalty. Turns out you get a negative one penalty for the fact that you were going there because somebody went into the access when they weren't supposed to, Mr. Nasty Pants. I was training under the tutelage of my teacher. I'm sure you were, but unfortunately, your astral form decided to go into a place it's not supposed to, and now we're here. So, hmm. anyway, you get a negative one in your final score, not on in any individual one, which means your 4.5 turns into a 3.5 times three for your hero rank, and that makes... glory. somebody writing this down? Because I'm not going to give you my paperwork. That's not too bad. No, it's not. But it gets so much worse so quickly. Watch. The next one was the mirror dimension. And you guys didn't have to do that one, technically, because, you know, you weren't asked to. But you were stuck there and you had no other way to get out. So, anyway, we treated it like a normal quest, which I think is great. Starting with teamwork. Um... You watched your friend slowly bleed out of his ears until he collapsed on the floor and nobody tried to heal him. (laughs) He's too stupid to do that job, which is what brings us to Ingenuity 4. The fact that at no point did he ask for help for a brain thing, and all of you just kind of let him do it. How's an idiot? What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) We're, uh, we're, we rid of him. Well, I don't know about that. With abs like those, I'll take anything, any of his problems. Anyway, well, maybe not the murder. I'm sorry, I was really insensitive. So, then we move on to Valor. Okay, as per usual, your Valor's great. Everybody's great. Everybody's super brave. Whatever. Next one, discipline. In your astral form, Iavos, it turns out you're just a little fancy. You just like to do things maybe you shouldn't be doing all the time. You were a little reckless and you kept putting people in danger because you just weren't used to your bud. That's okay, but now you're all fleshy. Anyway, that's a four. Your total is 4.25 and you don't have any penalties. That's 12.75 glory. Any questions so far?
6: Wow, I feel like whoever graded that one was really generous. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's the one you sucked at. God, it was so bad. Like, even without
5: the penalties, you did a terrible job. So let's go over it. All right, first, uh, one on teamwork. You were betrayed by one of your team members and suffered two deaths on top of that. You could not have done worse on teamwork. Like, across the board. Awful. Your ingenuity was great. I mean, you were super clever. You had a lot of interesting non-combat techniques. I mean, Gaspar with the whole, like, get him from behind kind of thing. It's great. Anyway, not important. And you got a three on Valor, uh, because of uh, A psychotic break right after all of his friends go down, doesn't decide to keep helping out or figuring anything out. And, uh, also just your hesitation to attack Alphon. Like, I mean, why didn't you swarm the paladin? And you totally could have taken him out if you wanted to. Leaving it to your tough boys is not the best play. Wuxia, if Wuxia had the
4: ability to turn red, he would turn red. Mostly out of embarrassment. A good deal of that is rage. Do you need a cracker or something? You look sick. Instead of answering, he stuffs the remainder of his sandwich in his mouth. And it's a baguette, so it's a lot of sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus
5: Christ. All right, but last and most importantly, well, not even most importantly, because they're all equally weighted, but anyway, discipline of four. He stuck to the quest, but there was some dilly-dallying and socializing and overall lack of speed and focus. Whatever. Anyway, you get a penalty for the murder of Ophidian Ashpool. Great. So already you had a 3.25. But unfortunately, that penalty is a minus two, not a minus one, because it turns out murdering people is just, I guess, not a great idea. So anyway, that 3.25 turns into a big fat 1.25, which times three is 3.75 glory. You have like nothing. That was like nothing. You couldn't have done that worse. I don't know. I guess if you were less ingenious, which I don't think that's the word I would use to describe you, but whatever. So with the six that you already had, and then the 27 you got from that, That means you've got 34? Uh, 33. Right, 33. I forgot. I carried a one that wasn't there. So, that means you have 33 points, which is awesome! Except you have fucking nothing. Do you know why? Because you died. And then they had to bring you back. So that puts you in a glory hole. Everybody likes a glory hole. Anyway, that 33 gets subtracted from the 50 that it costs you to bring you back to life. They're still a bit in debt.
3: Do we have the option of deferring a few of them to bring on the next quest? What do you mean? If we can hang on to four or five of them to ensure we succeeded our next challenge. You have a debt. You can take on interest if you want. That's exactly what I'm asking, what our options are. Should we uh, have to face a very difficult challenge to become champion rank, having a few glory might be the difference between a success and a failure.
5: Sure, it's a 25% interest rate. Over how much time? Per quest. Per quest. So basically, if you don't pay them everything you have, you get a 25% penalty on it, which means you're actually going to be paying, oh, let's see here, 5.25 on top of the four that you're not paying them now. And if you use that four, that's four you don't have for it. So that's like 21. Yeah, so 5.25, I think. It's pretty nasty. But, I mean, do you want to go into a quest without any glory? Hard to say.
6: Sounds like we're going to have to. I don't know. If you think you're going to win.
3: I've been told that the uh, trial to reach champion can be quite difficult.
5: Oh my God, it's so much worse. Uh, so normally you guys would just do something small, but you're fighting the Ajmo High, which is like way stronger than you.
3: I keep hearing this name, I think on the news or something. What is it?
5: Oh, it's like a nasty thing that lives inside of the Axis. Nobody really knows what it looks like because the scries don't work there, um, but they think they've reinforced the array after they've fixed everything. Which, by the way, y'all are going to be the first ones to actually go inside of the Axis since it was destroyed. So... Well, since the collar was destroyed, whatever. You get what I mean? It should be a good PR stunt. I mean, I guess. I'm pretty excited about it. Everybody's pretty excited about it. You guys have been gone for like almost, what, two years? A year and a half? year and a half. Wushaw swallows a
4: big chunk of sandwich and says,
5: Well, at least we know what to do when it goes wrong. Do you? We got out last time. Oh, no, that's not a thing, though. You got lucky. I mean, they got they can try to do it again, but you got really lucky. The only reason it was actually working, I think they said, is because uh, he, points to Yavos, had like an astral tether connecting him to his body. And without that, you would just boop, shut up. Gone forever. They got them ghost chains. I don't think that's how that works.
3: So let's bring it to a group decision then. Uh, should we go into further debt with a penalty and bring four glory with us so we each have one to use at our discretion or go in, as Gaspar said, raw dog? and uh, just tough it out with our own wits and abilities.
5: I think no matter how hard we try to slice it, we ain't going to cook that dog. We go in as is. So here's the cool part. Once you go through this, you're going to get your rewards times four because you're champion rank. So if you do it right and you get above a four, you're basically paid off. Just so you know. That is very tempting. But if you take any more debt, it's not going to happen. So, you'll have to do another quest. Well, if the event is advertised,
3: it's the first time the battle axis has been used in some time. And the team is going in without any glory to achieve champion rank. Sounds like a ticket listing promo. Hot ticket.
5: Uh, There's a good chance that you might get some personal glory, too. So, maybe.
3: Are we all agreeing? I agree. Are you ready?
5: I'm ready, too. Then the dog shall remain raw. (laughs) Oh, and that you hear a knock at the door. It's a much smaller knock, a more timid knock. It's our actual manager and not this crazy lady. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Oh,
5: my God. That's him. Okay, so when you left, she gets up and starts walking through the door. When you left, you had some rewards that you didn't use in your big quest. So we've got it for you. Something fancy. She opens up the door and in walks a small sized creature with a sheet pulled over the top of him. Dragging a large bag that seems to be making a lot of jingling sounds. Hello,
7: everybody. It's got a special item, special delivery from Gilda. Why, it's Mr. Boogle's nose. It's not past tense. It's actively Boogle. (laughs) I haven't heard that voice in a long time. No, nobody hears my voice anymore. I stay inside. (laughs) (laughs) Might be a wise decision after everything that's happened. Well, I'm glad you're inside here. No, yeah, it's great. Normally, I just deliver things and I don't really look that, but I think a lot of these things he's explaining, so I'm going to explain it to you, okay? Please do. Really? <laughs> like your ghost
5: costume, by the way. <laughs> I know ghost. We have ghosts, but I know ghosts. <laughs> First, F, we have. Um, he reaches into his bag and pulls out a large, flat, silvered steel disc. It seems to have handles on the backside and appears to be a shield. It is a flat, borderless mirror, and its face is nearly frictionless, incapable of becoming dirtied or similarly obscured. So this shield, you can
7: bash with it like you bash with a normal shield, except it does a big-time damage. I think the numbers they put down it with the magical statistics that they use is a 3.4 magical piercing damage. Hey! It's exciting. Yay! <laughs> it uh, doesn't require attunement. And it is uncommon. So whatever that means for your numbers, this is good for you. Next up, we have this little guy.
5: This is my favorite little guy. He reaches inside of the bag and pulls out a small chrome sphere. At the very center of the sphere, no matter what angle you look at it, there seems to be a tiny black void. A little black circle that almost follows your eye no matter where you see. He picks it up Holds it above his head and it starts to circle. Because
7: <laughs> they take so I'm just going to take that off real quick. So this is the isopticon. Isopticon, everybody know. So basically, you spin around your head and you can see everywhere around you. It's 360 degrees, not your stupid 180. Can you see beneath your feet? This is not 360 degrees. It's a whole different angle, man.
4: Wusha is just going to like draw circles in the air with his finger and try to figure out what he means.
7: Yeah, the center point of a circle is a three. Okay, that's not, not good at math. That's fine. <laughs> Geo- uh, geometry is not for everybody. Never met him. <laughs> but the cool part is it has three charges and you can spend these charges for uh, magical spells, mind sliver, silvery bars, disguise self, cloud of daggers, even mirror image. But uh, I also found that the bad part so if you want to get those charges back, you have to look into the eye. And if you look into it too long, you go inside of the mirror dimension. And the mirror dimension is really bad. And you get to wander for eight hours while your body just sits down all blue. And I don't like it. And you don't wake up feeling better. It's not like you take a nap and have a bad dream. You just kind of feel bad. So um, maybe you don't like it. Anyway, it's very rare. It's very rare. And it requires a tumor. But it's the best one. No, I mean, the last one was the best one. But this is the other best one. So, uh, these are the refraction razors. You like that? Refraction razor? We like the alliteration.
8: That's no? good. No? Yeah. Okay.
7: Uh, this also requires a attunement, so you can't just pick it up and use it. Okay? Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, two daggers. They are both plus two daggers. Very strong. Super great. And uh, they deal 1d4 damage. Magical piercing. Great. But... Uh, that's not all, my friends. You thought it was just stupid daggers, but you're wrong. Here comes the best part. His ability called dimensional displacement. You know, I like the alliteration. Here you go. Uh, dimensional displacement. If you hit a man with a dagger and you hit another man with a dagger, as long as they are the same size, you can switch them. He goes here. He goes there. They switch.
3: Very interesting.
7: If one of them is lying down and they switch, the other one is lying down. Huh? they crazy. How far away does this work? Well, as far as you control the dagger.
8: I will show you, but it hurts. Who did you test this on? What do you mean? <laughs> to find out the properties. <laughs> I don't test this. They test on Google Nose. Thank you for your service. It's
7: okay. I, oh, by the way, when you go, when you go with the switch, uh, for a second, you're back in the shitty memory dimension I was talking about before, the one with the s You're basically going there for like a split second, and uh, it was bad. I did them in order like this, and it was bad.
3: Arbus <laughs> has been taking thorough notes the whole time. Yes, very interesting.
7: Wusha is still trying
3: to figure out how
4: circles
6: work. Nelly walks over to Wusha, takes his arm where he's drawing the circle in the air, and rotates it 90 degrees.
3: Oh!
7: <laughs> <laughs>
9: well,
7: that works. Well, if there's nothing else, anybody have any questions, anything anybody need from me?
3: Hmm. Um, I mean, this is more than we were anticipating, so you've done us a great service.
7: Yeah, you see, Gilda was asked to do it, and he was asked to do it maybe before um, before all of the things happened, and he wasn't happy about doing it, but he had to do it. You seem candidly delighted. Nah, eh, it's funny. <laughs> he gets all fluffy when he's angry. He's a foof.
8: By any chance, do you know what happened to our belongings that we left that we could not take on the quest?
7: The quest, take on the... which? I'm us man. I don't know what you're talking about. Do you mean in your house? I didn't go to your house.
8: Then why do you have this?
7: This? You gave them. They go to the place, the color man, he goes, I'll take this from you and maybe we'll do something with them. And then your commissioner, they request the items. He didn't know what you wanted, so he just gave you whatever he thought you would like. He figured nobody has a shield, so why not a shield, right? Um, Gasper, our, our new boss lady, she said she got some things what were left behind in auction. Maybe we can ask her later. All right, anybody else? Anybody? I don't go out of the house a lot, so if you have any questions, I'm happy to sit around and talk. You want a drink? What? <laughs> no, I don't drink. You're right. I, my body doesn't require sustenance.
8: Do you want to play scry and Sneak?
7: I don't know what that means. My life is hiding.
8: <laughs> <laughs> he might beat you. <laughs> bold words, bold words. That's all I do, man. I have my face, I have my body. When people scry you, do they not die? <laughs> Oh no, they don't see my
7: face when that happens. They just see the sheet. It's like a bam. Face full of sheet. I've had that before. <laughs> you know, I was kind of looking forward to hanging out here, but I think I'm gonna go. We're pretty lame. <laughs> they just invited
8: you to a game.
7: Yeah, a sneak and hiding game. If I wanted to do that, I just go back to my house.
5: <laughs> he turns around and walks out the door and closes him behind him. He didn't want a sip of my body water. <laughs> Right, so that was weird. I've never met that guy. Uh, Gross. (laughs) Was there like a bandaid on his sheet? Uh, He grows on you. I'm sure he does, like any fungus. All right, so I don't really have anything else for you, except you're going to go inside of the Axis and if I high, and probably going to die, at which point I'll have a new job. So whatever. Well,
3: glad you're three steps ahead of us.
5: (laughs) You have to be when you're plural. How long do we have before the quest begins? Oh, you've got, like, a couple of days if you really need them. But technically, you can do it at any time you want. It's a qualifying match. So, you know, whatever. A couple of days is fine for it. I need to get together. All right.
3: A couple of days to build the hype. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
5: mm-hmm. As soon as you know what day you want, just go ahead and let me know, and I will report it. And uh, then they'll get all the advertisements and everything sorted out for you. And with any luck, I mean, you'll get out and you'll get to live and then you'll be champions, which means you actually matter. And I think that's exciting.
3: Well, uh, it's nice to meet our new handler. Um, I suppose we'll be seeing a lot more of you in the future, assuming we don't get consumed by whatever this thing is.
5: No promises. I mean, I'll definitely do my best to show up and help you out whenever I can. But for the most part, I'm probably going to be pretty hands off. So handler is probably not the word. That's fair, distant looker. (laughs) <laughs> alright everybody cool I'm tired of these awkward silences so I'm gonna leave um, and I uh, I like you and I think this is gonna be a really cool working relationship all 48 hours of it
6: I like you too <laughs> if um, if we survive I'd love to know where you got your dress
5: <laughs> oh my god I didn't get it somewhere I got it from somebody well, someone you know I can you know put them in, put him in your direction or something or whatever please do yeah it's gonna be like 40 quid though
6: <sighs> ugh <sighs> Always one glory hole away from our dreams.
5: (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) Later. Bye. Closes the door. Wusha
4: looks so conflicted, so confused, so out of sorts. And he looks at the rest of the group and says, now, usually when I meet someone, I know how I feel about them. I like how they were speaking, but I didn't like what they were saying. What is this? (laughs) Nelly, I'm feeling a bit lonesome, and I think you're the one to help me.
6: I need you to help me fill myself with some new friends. Um, I'm not sure what that means, Wusha, but I'm always happy to help you. We gotta go catch a bunch of little wet critters and shove them in me kelp. Oh, I see. Well, I'm always happy to fill up a friend.
3: (laughs) Well, whenever you're done, hurry back as we can make more preparations. In two days, the rest of our lives are decided.
0: For current news on all things magic, fashion, and technology, you can always count on Aspen Vancaster. This is Major Image. Looking to take a planar vacation from the satellite this year? Think again. Due to an order put into motion by the LUQ commissioner Glenn Armistice, use of ring gates on Zenith is limited to essentials only. Whether the strong armistice of the law fears planar crimes from being brought to our doorsteps after a recent smuggling scandal involving some higher-ups in the league, or the acting commissioner has other motives remains unknown. But one thing's for certain, popping out to Lambda P44 for some killer meatball subs is off the table. And to make matters worse, no one knows... Glenn Armistice currently is. There are some rumors that he's taking a personal vacation in a private demi-plane. In the wake of this travel ban and restrictions on imports, the fashion and magitech industry is at a standstill. Without the ability to trade with outer planes, the satellite's own social ecosystem struggles to advance. With this news, the price of import planar rarities has skyrocketed. So if you're a collector of otherworldly oddities, it might be your lucky payday. As for the rest of us, at least we can still catch some news from Abel via Scry. But sometimes, seeing just isn't enough. Join me next time as we review the best and worst food carts on the ring, from Slugula's Slime Kebabs to Giuseppe's Beef Fried Broccoli Baskets. Either way, bring in acid. This has been Major Image. We're about to witness a planar phenomenon, a keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into
9: the Adverse. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God, Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it <sighs> eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Mishka, why don't you tell me how the things that DeMarco
0: does make you feel? When, when he take the best magic item... It make me feel not important. When he sign up for quest and not talk to Mishka, it make Mishka feel like she not matter. Oh, that's bullocks! I'm the party face! Of course I do the talking. She's got double my HP. Why would she need a ring of false life? DeMarco, please. Mishka has the staff of speaking. That's not a staff. That's a table leg with tape and glitter on it. In this room, trust is a very powerful magic. We need to be honest with each other, and learn to take turns. We'll be honest right now. You'll be the cast zone of truth. I'll do it. DeMarco, I feel like you're manifesting this zone of truth as your way of trying to prove a point that other people may not agree with. I think your friendship should be the zone of truth, and not a spell. Miska pushed DeMarco out of the way when he almost got hit by acid arrow, and he not
2: even say thank you.
6: We
0: were fighting a witch we don't have time for manners when we're about to be turned to the dust by an undead wizard you always have
2: excuses
3: does your party need counseling we can make your teamwork stronger communication better and trust in one another as strong as reinforced steel call the quelm and bicker institute we're here to help you put the work into teamwork and the art into party and the vent into adventure and the care into mercenary. You get the idea. Quelman Bicker Institute.
0: Call today. Hail, you cuties. Here I am stuck in the mid-roll with you. It's been a hectic month for the Slapdash Squad, with all of us having a lot on our collective plates. But rest assured, when we all sit down to record together and create this show that you've made us so proud of, we're just a group of laughing, smiling friends, like any good game table should be. If you find yourself on social media in the near future, maybe share the LUQ.com with your social circles. You can find links to everything LUQ there, and it's your best source for direct episode downloads if a technology goblin runs amok and an episode is missing from your favorite podcast app. This show is made possible by Patreon support, our current legendary mid-roll teams are the Titans Rise, the Ceaseless Horde, and this week's featured team, the Twilight Concord, with Maisie, Mike Gordon, Big Boy Roy, and Caitlin Oliver. Follow us at twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams for Monday night live premieres of new episodes and possibly the return of the Pokemon BST Nuzlocke. The mailing address is 2511 Southeast Pine Street, Portland, Oregon, 97214 if there's anything you've been dying to get to the cast. No homemade food, you scamps. And we've all had a lot of new names join the Discord recently, and we'd love to see that keep going. It's a wonderful community, and it's great to see everyone welcomed with open arms. But that's plenty out of me. Let's get you back to the battle axis. coming to the stage of the mortal Dawn memorial theater the master of street magic gris flangel my player for years he's been attracting crowds with his one-of-a-kind aloofance but for one night only he'll bring the stage to life this one time he was doing tricks like floating and stuff and then he reached behind my brother's ear and he pulled out his brain it was sick So there he was, trapped in this cage with his wrists and ankles bound. We were all waiting for him to escape. Then suddenly, he's standing up on the rooftop, T-posing, and it's my wife that's in the cage. (laughs) Never seen anything like it. (sighs) I wonder how she's doing. He sawed me in half, and it killed me. It was awesome. Prepare to be amazed, terrified, and mystified. By the forbidden Eleuthan magic of the Underdark, it's Gris Flangel, my flair. Get your seats today at Ticketcaster. Prepare to be flayed.
5: The smell of well-worn clothes and lilacs. A sundress. A lipstick stain. A gentle whisper without words. Warm heart. Cold drink. Cooked food. A stern warning. Everything is warm and wet and dark. You step through the black.
3: Ayavos and his mother from the withering acre stare into the hearth fire. The family sleeps. The boy could not. Look into the fire, Ayahapos. The warmth keeps us alive. But there must be destruction in order to create it. We must sacrifice to the flame, log, kindling, braided hair, twisted parchment. We cannot feed without killing. There must always be a cost to all things, even when helping others. Remember the toll
5: of the flame. And what it means to keep your friends alive. The four of you walk in to Yavos' memory. For a moment some of you panic. But that subsides as you realize that the space and time here has frozen, color drained away, and yet you can still faintly feel the warmth of the hearth fire.
3: You can audibly hear the air escape from Yavos's chest. Oh, I haven't seen it so clearly in so long. Look at her face. By the gods, how I've missed her face.
8: I steal yourself. We don't know if this is some sort of trick.
4: How exactly are we here?
6: What is this place? We Are we in your mind, Papa? This, it can't be the Astrum.
3: These are not my dreams. I had forgotten these memories. I couldn't manifest them again if I wished. Now we entered. We entered together,
8: remember? We are in the axis, but perhaps this has more to do with time than it does memory.
6: The fire grows, becomes a bonfire on the shores of a lake. Slowly from the distance, Calliope approaches, with a young Penelope wrapped about her shoulders in a blanket of moss. The bonfire casts off embers like fireflies, and the stories of old gods are written in starlight and reflected in the wine-dark waters. That night, her mother's smile was wild and strange, but Calliope was the world, and at night the world, too, felt wild and strange. Encouraged by her mother, Penelope joined the revel as other figures silhouettes against the firelight danced around, losing herself in the beating of drums, twisting and moving like wood smoke. She was handed the head of a roasted boar, biting its cheeks to the sensation of warm grease trickling down her chin and forearms. Her mother joined her then, and they howled at the stars, dancing as one until the fire diminished and the other revelers long retired. And as the red morning sun began to crest over the distant mountains, Calliope held Penny in her arms, kissed her cheeks and whispered you are my dear daughter kra kra you are my sunlight kra kra you are my joy kra kra and her heart felt full and the world felt perfect and she fell asleep in her mother's arms
4: outside the lake swells and grows over the scene plunging us all Beneath its wet surface. As the light starts to fade away and the water grows deeper, plants raise from the bottom and wave back and forth with the tide. Bushak kicks and grabs helplessly at the water around him, his face turning darker and darker, his hands eventually finding his neck and grabbing at it, clawing at it, like he's desperately trying to breathe until he lets go and bubbles come up. As he descends further and further in front of you, the kelp bed unfurls like a blanket waiting for a child and wraps him back up. As he goes to lay his head down, you can see a leopard print shape, long, protuberant, with soft gel-like spines coming out of its sides. It crawls under his head like a pillow. And as Wuxia lays his massive noggin down on this sea
8: cucumber, it eagerly farts its guts all over the place. <laughs> the vision then shifts to that of a child with no head. It still somehow carries weight. There is an indentation on the soft plush pillow. The pillowcase is worn down, patched up where needed, but comfortable still. Each bed occupied with its own restless child. A woman walks in. Remember, children, your value to society lies In your productivity. Your productivity depends on how well you can rest. This is non-negotiable. You must sleep. Breathe with me. And if needed, imagine yourself performing a mundane task. Gaspard, do your word puzzles. I know how much you hate them. I know how much you would rather be asleep than have to do another. And with that, the headless child rolls over, and his breathing slows. Are
3: these your brothers and sisters, Gaspar?
8: Yes, this is
4: our bedroom. Wusha stands up from his place, laying on the floor. Organized. Neat.
3: Nothing like mine. I'm not sure why I never pictured you coming from such a large family. But I suppose it makes sense in a way.
8: My family grew and shrunk, as was needed.
3: Your, uh,
4: siblings ain't missing their heads. Did you get that from your father's side?
8: Ha. <laughs> <laughs> huh. No. Uh, ever since my punishment, I haven't been able to truly remember what I looked like. I feel as though that part of me has been carved away.
3: So that means that these visions are tied to memory as much as
6: time.
8: That or even this part of me was ripped away.
2: Hmm.
6: How fascinating.
8: I have been mulling it over what it means for a singular to become plural or to tie themselves in with a plural. Perhaps when I separated myself from Crom, that part of me was also ripped away from that time. I can't know for certain. Well, hopefully we'll find out together.
6: I don't think I've ever seen Gaspar so still. I would expect him to be stealing juice boxes or something.
5: Click, 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 click. A deep and primal fear runs up all of your spines. She's coming. The fear of a child grips you, and you run to your respective beds, hiding under the covers. You hear your voices saying
6: Not me, not tonight, not me, not tonight,
5: please, 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 not me, not tonight. Click, 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 click. The door opens with a creak. The gentle sound of fabric gliding across old wood. Click, 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 click. click. Fingernails clicking against each other. Against the walls. Against the cribs and bassinets and bedposts. Click, 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 click. Click, 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 click. And you all feel a hand. Press gently on your shoulder.
3: Where there was many children, now there is one, still tossing and turning, restless, unable to sleep, clearly racked by fear. There are other beds in the distance, a family together in a small house, and holding a candle and leaning over the restless child, there is the woman from before, the woman whose eyes were locked with the hearth fire, and to calm her child, she sings a sweet song. Sleepy soldier, quilt of armor, pillow shield and straw bed steed. Work is over, mother loves you, ride now bravely into dreams. When you return from your adventure, I'll be waiting here at home. But sleepy soldier, this adventure is one you must face alone.
4: Laying comfortable, the bed of blankets and straw, the pillow beneath Iavos's head again turns liquid, but not the dark brine of the sea. Instead, a clear and calm lake wuxia lays upon it but adolescent young gangly awkward his face is stained with berry juice and a finger points gently up toward clouds tracing shapes that weren't there previously he takes in a big calm shuddering breath which is quickly interrupted by a loud scream off in the distance Dripping wet, Wushoth throws himself up and starts to charge through the undergrowth, through the thin trees and wiry brushes, parting them behind him, until he comes upon a scene of carnage. Many like himself, young Goliaths, sit wounded, deep gash marks in their chests, legs, and back, and displayed in the center of them is a Goliath elder, nearly eviscerated, its organs and skin laying all across the dirt around it, almost like a splattered piece of art. Dragging the remains and heading back toward a camp, you see an entire tribe sitting on stone-tiered benches with a great fire in front of them, all of them looking disapprovingly at Wuxia who stands alone, none of them more disappointed, though, than a tall woman who looks much like him. Her thick hair drawn behind her as she glowers at her son. She turns to the elder and says, Only one punishment is fitting. He need be exiled for his negligence. We need turn our backs on him. The elder stands and says, Young one, for ignoring your duties, for abandoning your work, you are no longer a member of our families. You have until the sun rises to gather your belongings and leave. Usha starts to protest, but the faces of all the onlookers tell him otherwise. As he walks with head hung toward his tent, slowly gathering up the meager things that can be called his and throwing them into an animal skin on his back. By the time he leaves the tent, the sun has just barely started cresting over the forest, and there is only one figure left near the remains of the fire. His mother, who under no circumstances will turn to face him as he walks away into the mountains
6: the fire shifts and the flames become the golden leaves of a towering tree with coal black bark the mother figure shifts as well bound to the tree in iron chains calliope still looks as fierce and radiant as the heavens but her glow is fading the approach of hooves Tapping on fallen masonry does not even elicit a response on her face. The fond daughter's trust was finally broken. When her mother's secrets came to an end, her innocence lost, the words were spoken, a broken heart that no magic could mend. To learn all the secrets that from her were hidden, she wove a spell from her pain and her fears Dipping her hands in the powers forbidden, she traded her youth to the merchant of years. The first wish she made was to know every ending. She saw the black gate past the edges of time. The next wish she whispered for power unbending, learning to feed on the soul and the mind. Then she committed the sin so appalling the chronicle split as she rewrote her fate. She answered the voice of the dark woods calling, abandoning love and subsisting on hate. The fond daughter gained through acts profane, the knowledge, the power, the secret she'd need. She made one last wish to escape her pain, to walk between worlds and to sow bitter seeds. Met with the silence of her mother, the curve of Penny Dreadful's gloating smile twists into anger. Is that not how the story goes? Without turning her head, Calliope simply whispers, You are not my daughter. Penny Dreadful's face flushes, contorting further in anger. She turns on heel and storms off, away from her mother. But from your vantage point, you see something that nobody else saw. You see on her face pure anguish.
8: This expression of anger and anguish is now painted onto Gaspar's mother's face. Seemingly lost in a sea of other able-light expressions in an amphitheater, she is in the crowd. On stage, a headless twenty-something, shackled and held down on either side by crystalline golems. Gaspar not. you have been charged with theft of power. At that exclamation, scenes are reflected upon the golems. A cloaked, headless figure entering several temples. Stolen goods handed off to an accomplice. Parts of their city rearranged to Gaspar's desires. Each abelite in the crowd holds up a still-living branch with a few berries on it. Every single one snaps it in their hands and steps on the berries. Gaspar looks in the direction of his family and sees not one protests. His mother looks at him in shame, anger. Disappointment. In this moment, he is disowned. A hand grabs you on your shoulder and pulls you around.
5: It is a torso bisected from right shoulder to left hip and half a face staring at you in horror.
7: Please, help me! Help me, please!
5: Similar cries erupt around you. The covers won't protect you.
7: Mother!
3: <laughs>
5: you hide, but the clicking grows closer. Click, 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 click. Click, 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 click. And as your covers are pulled away, all you can see is a cold, empty, white face, drenched in the blood of her children.
0: Sarge, the show is almost over, and we haven't budged. This is getting absurd. Can we just call it a draw?
1: No way, Big Mouth. We settled this today. So, Big Mouth for the Fowl Crown, with a big championship trial coming up, you think they got what it takes?
0: Well, this is a unique case. To my knowledge, it is the first time a team's success or failure of a trial of Ascension determines not only their new ranking but also whether or not they can remain an active zenithal team, or be cast out to be ringers or off-world heroes.
1: I mean, technically any champion ascension that fails results in dissolution of the team, but it's never been forced by circumstances like these. No hero slots, conditional champion status, original administrator gone, criminal earrings. It's no wonder the fans are so polarized regarding these folks. They may be nasty criminals who did their share of adventuring... crimes. But they also got more heart than my hot protein Sunday brunch! You're sure you don't want
0: to call it a tie? Even if I admit I'm both surprised and impressed by your mortal strength?
1: You said you were stronger, Paige. Those were the f- meaning in my face. I can't settle for a draw now. We're in this till our arms come off. Or someone wins.
0: Well, in that case... Join us next time for more up-to-date coverage of the League of Ultimate Questing, right here on EXPN. If we're still doing this tomorrow, I apologize in advance.
1: Oh, no, it's cool. I'm sure they'll fire us before that.
0: Oh, good. Just what I wanted to hear.
3: gooses. Mm. Uh, Fuck that noise. Spooky mama. Nothing can penetrate the magic of the blankies.
6: (laughs) Apparently you're fucking wrong. Uh, She gets stronger from our trauma. We're in trouble. Oh, no. no. Trauma llama ding-dang. Trauma llama mama. (laughs) Fuck. It's all right. If she's a llama, I know her weakness. (laughs) Decapitation. (laughs) <laughs> such a decapitatable
3: animal to, uh, <laughs> I dare you not to hit neck
9: <laughs> all
1: right
5: uh oh, let's no. go around the table and
8: hear favorite moments mm. let's see meeting our new manager our, our new oh handler? handler 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 she called herself a manager at one point mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. she would <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I, I love the callback to the uh, to the pageant to the pageant.
5: Mm-hmm. Yep to the to the person out there who uh, uh, talked shit about the pageant in our Discord before it, immediately living. That was for you.
8: <laughs> I
6: don't
8: know. I, we most of us were just stunned, just going from rain to this. It was a shift. Um, it, was, a, it was a, it was a shift. shift. It was certainly is different, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's when it really set in that oh this you know we're a new team. This is it.
3: I. This is such a hard... That was my tummy making a big noise. Whoa,
4: ooh, gurglies. I have such a hard time picking a fucking favorite in this series of episode or in this, this little, little bit here, this episode, because there were so many cool fucking things that happened. But I... God. I love seeing into Penny's life who she is, what has happened to her to get to this point after so many changes, after so many... Drastic things have happened to her. Seeing the steps it took to make her what she is now is is always a fucking treat.
6: Thank you. I um, I actually so we had more stories prepared than what we read. That's yes. a fact. I actually had very few prepared just because so much of Penny is already on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but thank you, Max. Thank you. Any time. God, yeah. it's not. It's really hard not to shout out Law every time he sings.
9: It's you know, true because yep.
6: that's always. Law's singing is my favorite part of the show. <laughs> um, all right. Season two album. The battle <laughs> album. <laughs> battle album. But uh, I, just, I just loved all the work y'all put into it. And I actually, so like seeing little Gaspar was Ooh. really exciting. Will be Like he's, he's definitely, I don't know, like both you and Max, I have so many questions. But like <laughs> Gaspar's always been so mysterious and it's been a long wait. And, uh, and I'm always excited to see more.
5: Dana, the worst part is you gave two things and you already mentioned law singing, which means if I was going to do that, I now can't do that. Yeah. What am I supposed to do Find now? Find other <laughs> things we
8: did good. Call it
5: Angelo and then that's it. Now I'm left nah, to, no, nah. nah, I,
8: was I wasn't gonna, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I was going to choose law. No, it's going to be put in there. <laughs> like, how is this not going to be? so right, right. right.
3: I guess my favorite part was getting to watch us as players work out real life trauma through our stories. <laughs> Yay. Hooray. Uh, don't look behind the curtain. <laughs>
5: <laughs> for me, first of all, obviously, the poem was fucking amazing and the song kicked my ass. Both of those are uh, beautiful. Eventually, you're going to have to put together a Penny poem uh, book, and that's just going to be a thing. I That would be a lot of fun. But for me, my I think my favorite moments uh, is the amount of lore we got put out here, uh, especially between the two of you, Wuxia and Gaspar. Seeing something from your past, Wuxia, like, I mean we see so fucking little and seeing like something about what exiled you and all that beautiful stuff. Also just the idea of like berry gorging, being the reason he got distra- like That's so, that's so like, like early English, uh, like folklore tale of like yeah. the boy who ate berries and then everybody <laughs> died.
4: I, I, when you gave the prompt to like write about memories and shit like that, I for sure wrote it in Wuxia's voice, like ah, from his point of view. And same. there are some, specific phrases i'm very sad i didn't get to say <laughs> it's the one about that was let me see if i can find it real quick it was uh i spent more time wandering than gathering f- cramming my face so full of so many berries i
8: was dribbling like a big lazy tart <laughs> <laughs> and oh, how you said you wanted some scenes to shift from another mm. when max did his i was like Holy shit! We're both on like exiling, kind of uh, in front of a crowd, and for some reason involved berries. Uh, and yeah. I, I was like, if I go next, this is this is a little too too on the nose. All right, mm. Dana, go.
4: <laughs> we're we're seeing some some memories with vine fruit. We're seeing mm. berries and dreams. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but no, and also yeah, specifically yeah. seeing some of your version of Abel is pretty fucking tight. I mm. like it. The the. The little bits of your neighborhood and your community and your world. Yeah, at the large. whole thing is that
8: you know, living things are, are like plant life isn't exactly abundant. So it's a, it's a big decision, and everybody decided we're
5: gonna fuck break that this. dude. are <laughs> gonna break these fucking berries.
8: It's very ceremonious. Get
5: twigged, idiot! Yeah.
6: <laughs> Don't maybe come over there and burst your berry. Oh, also, Zach, your your clicking was very scary. Oh yeah. Oh,
5: thank you. I don't feel like it deserves a favorite moment, but I appreciate it. Yeah, you have a clicker, Zach. Why'd you why do you
9: say click, <laughs> click, 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 click. Just,
8: just click it. Just use the clicker. It is the sound the audience should never hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's true. That's true. No, but when they, when they finally do hear it, now we know shit got real.
5: <laughs> so, obviously there hasn't been a battle map yet, mm. but there will be coming. Oh fuck. Uh. And for that, I want to say. Thank you, Bree Golden from goldenstylist.com for this beautiful fucking battle map that we're about to see in a minute. I also want to thank Hediger the editor, for editing this episode. And I want to thank all of you for shouldering so much of the burden in this chapter uh, and, and really driving the story for me so that I didn't have to do as much thinking. I swear to God, the upcoming chapters are so goddamn like DM like heavy that it, it's this is just me resting. I'm just taking some time. But rest assured, you will be seeing plenty of that and more. And when you do, I certainly wish you luck.